Welcome to Why Should We Care. Thank you for joining us today. I am your host, Chris Tellis, sitting here with my co-host, AJ Henderson. Hello. There he is right there, That's... just letting you guys have it. And yeah. thank you for tuning in and giving us another crack at it. We're going to see if we can get it right this week. I um, want to thank all of our <laughs> listeners, all of our subscribers, uh, people that are being super supportive of the podcast. Uh, share with your friends. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts can be heard. Uh, we have an awesome guest here today. Super happy to have Baron Vaughn on. Baron, thanks for coming by. Who, me? That is him. He did... Well, do you mind if I use my real voice for this? <laughs> he did monstrous amounts of cocaine in the restroom. Right? <laughs> oh, that's right. The cocaine was the abominable snowman, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. It's still on his nostrils. <laughs> this is it's terrifying. Anyway, anybody else, anybody else want any flour, if you know what yes. I'm talking about? I will take some flour. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what I'm I talking do. about anymore. Well, Baron is unleashed, hey, as you heard. We're, we're about to get into some fun stuff here. Real quick, off of the baseball bat, want to uh, go ahead and uh, say, Dave Segedy has still not created our jingle, but we are on it. I bet he's going to have it with us by next week. Uh, if you're hearing this now, that means Thanksgiving was yesterday. So hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving, except for like three people. Uh, I won't. They'll remain nameless, but I have enemies. You know, I have enemies. AJ. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you thankful for this year, AJ? Uh, you know, uh, not living on the streets. I'm thankful for that. Was that a concern at one point? I think it's always a concern. All right, we our rent is always kind of like well, like I mean, like not even close. that. Just like you just you just never know when you might become like a social pariah or anything like that, and or I've you know, never thought about that. You well, think it, about it, that sometimes, like like that could just happen for no reason. It's like I got to find a new roommate. Well, not thing. not right now, but maybe in the future. I can't predict the future. I don't know. Well, we have a lease until May. Could you put those thoughts off at least until May? <laughs> I'll try not to do anything that hurts right. my and reputation. I to, and I, um, on my half, will try to catch up on rent. I know I'm a little ooh, behind, so that, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, we should definitely get a Patreon that, page started. How many of these do we got to do before we get are, easy are you, money? Are you allowed to do that for the rent? I'd be thankful for it. I'd definitely know? be thankful for that. I'll too. tell you what I'm not thankful for. I love for that you just shamed him for it. His concern, and you're like, "Sorry, I haven't paid rent." Yeah, like, you need to get it together. <laughs> exactly. Well, of a thing that I'm scared might happen. Yeah, his is just mind games. Mine's because no one's hiring me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, I can't control that. Yeah, my fears are a little more existential. <laughs> yeah, there he goes again talking with that cra- existential. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a big word for this guy. I dropped out in the sixth grade. You know my whole story. All right, it was by choice, not necessity. <laughs> To pursue fame, fortune yeah, and fame. fortune and fame, and now it took me about twenty years to get this podcast uh, up off the ground. No, you didn't even know podcasts were a thing yet. I didn't know, but now I found out they were, and now I found out it's the perfect time to start one. <laughs> they're, they're getting hot. This is not a saturated market in the least bit. Yeah. So this is episode thirteen. We've already been like, you know, we're gonna get that Patreon page started so we could quit our day jobs. We're gonna wait till episode one hundred. I yeah. think we're going to do it after this one. <laughs> yeah, we might as well. Yeah, well... Um, we don't even have a Facebook yet. We don't have a Facebook. Yeah. Uh, 
That all right, we'll get on that. Hey, you guys were here live, you heard it. This is how the fake Facebook page started. If there's anybody out there thinking about starting a Facebook page called Why Should We Care, don't do it. We need it. We do need that. And also, if if anybody out there just wants to create it for us, that would that would make it easier on us. Yeah. Uh, we, we both have like several pictures online that you can pick and choose from. You could um, mash them up together. You could yeah. use uh a juxtapose app or whatever Photoshop app you have our permission yeah. just run it for us and do a decent job that'd be dope mm-hmm. all right that. Uh, it, anything else off the top I think we got everything right yeah um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, oh, uh, this is list. one of AJ's uh, yeah. AJ's two cents segment this is, this is my two cents uh, uh, those those have been released um, uh, they're going to pick five from the big list but uh, I remember you and I, we had a conversation like a couple of years back where it was basically that that I I theorized that Jane's Addiction would be considered for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before the Pixies did. And sure enough, that day has come. I was we right. We had a big old fight about it because I was like, no yeah. way, the Pixies will be in there yeah. before Jane's Addiction. And you said... Uh, well, you're right. Is right. what you're, so you wanted to just say you're right. Yeah, I wanted to kind of rub it in a little bit because, like, I never stopped like holding a grudge against that. And like, like the other thing is like the world is a cruel place. People people don't get art because like. So you're I, saying that anyone who really loves Jane's Addiction is wrong. Kind of. I mean, like, you have to understand there'd be no uh, uh, Jane's Addiction without the Pixies. Like, but the thing is, like, people base these judgments off of like how well they know music because they've heard Jane says and they haven't heard debaser you know it's, it's I disagree again uh but I, I don't know I think they would uh, exist even without the pixies I don't think there's a connection there I mean like the, you you have like the pixies are arguably like got the alternative rock movement started like, you know what or, got the pixies started the movie Fight Club, Didn't when they it? added "Where Is My Mind" to the soundtrack, <laughs> they heard Boom. that. And then Credits rolling up. People <laughs> love that movie. Where is my mind? Who's that? The Pixies. I'm getting to them. What? They broke up over a decade ago. They're back. Well, that was my two cents. Well, okay. Well, I guess that was my <laughs> my quarter. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was good. Okay. Good quarter. Well, now we'll edit all that out. No problem. <laughs> uh, Baron, thanks for sitting through that. I uh, love how angry you are about the Pixies. I mean, we we had a heated fight like five I mean, years it's ago. It's also not the Pixies. It's just Pixies, isn't it? Oh, that's true. Yeah. If we're, if we're, if I guess we're gonna so. get. If we're going to be technical No, no. It. It's just sort of like the Facebook or yeah, Facebook. trying to make me sound like a poser on my own podcast. You know, it's I, the Pixies. I found out what you just cared about. <laughs> it's the Pixels, and uh, uh, they're my favorite band of all time. Yeah, Adam Sandler's great in it. Where is my head? I used to have another <laughs> podcast uh, before this, like two or three years ago, called La Fire, and we used to interview local bands. Which and is that French used for to be, the fire. Yeah. Right, pretty much. You know, it's, it's also his old email. It, it, it is my current email, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Email you can blast. reach me at yeah, yeah. thefire at rocketmail.com. If, if, if you want to. At compuserve.net. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that was like a, we would have uh, bands over, and, like, that was, like, a thing that I always had to get right was, like, mm-hmm. whether or not they had the in in the name and I was oh. like well, why, why is how, this like, how many episodes did you guys do you did 13 what yeah, yeah. that's where we are today 13 the end yeah, of but, this but podcast that, yeah but that was like over two years oh my god oh you did 13 two- episodes over two years yeah that is a very slow productive <laughs> yeah was it monthly 
uh, no, it wasn't even that. Like it could have been monthly. That would have been a year and one month. <laughs> it, was, it was hard to organize. It was hard to get like the oh, sounds yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. So you would have like like a band would sound good, and then like there was one guy who knew how to edit it, editing it, and he was. Podcasting is incredibly difficult it is not easy that's why i'm thankful. that's why you're lucky to have the situation that you have i right will now. say i'm thankful for our producers mm-hmm. ethan and donna who've uh picked us up and we pretty much show up at their house record <laughs> and get the fuck out of here it's <laughs> their beer really, yeah eat their candy. watch walking dead <laughs> it's great uh okay so we're, we're done with all the sweet shit let's get into it uh, yeah the topic it. of the episode baron yeah uh i already explained the podcast is you're going to educate us on something uh-huh. you want to talk about we're going to see how much we care okay how much our listeners care uh we, we may open the lines later we we are live in some counties all right so sometimes we get some calls in uh what is your topic today that you're going to talk to aj and i about uh my topic is so hot it's such a hot topic that you'll be goth is after it the you store talk hot about it. <laughs> <laughs> um I love that I beat you to the punch yeah, and you're yeah. just like, ah, I'm more of a torrid right man, me. but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm more of a what? Torrid. No. Okay. <laughs> well, calm down. Zoomies. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, you know, when I was thinking about something I knew about, it was uh, theater. Theater is something that's been on my mind <sighs> a little right, lately. Shit. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Uh, yeah. no, theater is perfect because we haven't uh, hit a topic like that quite yet. No, so nobody, AJ, are you a comic too? I'm not. Oh. I'm just I'm just a dude making podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> just a DMP. <laughs> dude making podcasts. That's that if you ever get a business card, put that dude in DMP. Man. Just a dude making the podcast. <laughs> Hit is, me up at DMP at Rocky Rocketnet. I make the two P's. Pizzas and podcasts. Oh, there you go. He's yeah. at a pizza restaurant. <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, and also our so that smells um, coming from two P's are really good for your hair. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's the dumbest pun ever. Mean? I mean, two pays. I was oh, toes. I was like, what? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> obviously, no one cared. Um, so you're a, a big are you are you a theater nerd currently, or is it something you grew up with? Is yeah, I mean, I beca- me I became one at a point. It, it's sort of my back door into comedy, and comedy was my back door into theater as well. Because they're the same thing, basically. It's double back door. Person gets on a stage, yeah, you know, it's like a raspberry beret walking in through the back door. (laughs) But it's like, I mean, stand-up is theater. You know, you go on a stage and you talk and then people are there to hear it and then they leave. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's a performance. But with stand-up, sometimes you go up there and you don't know what the hell you're going to talk about and it's the worst night of your life and you just try to get out without being seen. Yeah. Um, Well, but it's because... I haven't heard any theater about... Just jacking off, and then just you haven't heard about that theater. Nah, it's it, called performance oh, art, my friend. Oh, send it my way because it's finally theater <laughs> that for me. Shit exists. See, that's the thing I've about you watching performance art a couple times. You never. If, <laughs> if I was watching performance art, I didn't know I was watching performance art. Well, look, someone who, for instance, someone I mentioned before we started the podcast is John Leguizamo, right? Mm-hmm, that's freak. actually the theater. Best. Yeah. He's actually a performance artist. He's I a solo freak. show. Yeah, freak, and then what? Sexaholics and all mm-hmm. these mambo mouth. I think it was another one. So that's a dude who was doing one man shows, but in the vein of stand up. Like he kind because he's so funny and he wrote it in jokes. Yeah. But it's a play where he's the dude is jumping into characters, and sometimes that's not funny. He'll just like get really dramatic or serious or whatever. Yeah, or reenact moments of his life. And exactly. Stuff. And in these pitch perfect impersonations of everyone he ever grew up around, you know. Well, what was your uh, introduction to theater um, 
in your life? Uh, nativity play when I was in uh, really, really young mm. in in good old church. I think that's a lot of people's first yeah. if, if you uh, grew up around people who believe. I'm not going to say that I do, <laughs> but I'm going to say that there were people who wanted me to. So they're like, if we put him in this play, he's finally indoctrinated. I don't think they said it as clearly as that, but I was cast as wise man number three uh, who had no fucking lines. <laughs> and he basically stood there while we, we, while we let wise man number one speak for all of us i'm like this motherfucker doesn't know me spread the lines <laughs> i yeah. brought the fucking frankincense son <laughs> you think because you brought the gold that you can speak that's just all you were thinking about while people were watching you. i was thinking about how su- how much he sucked and how i could do it better and that's how i knew that i wanted to act <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that guy no idea don't even remember who it was okay exactly. he's still playing the wise man number one at the same church just daniel day lewis a natural yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> he's just doing a national tour as wise man number one showing up <laughs> Showing up at little churches and towns in New Mexico being like, you guys doing a nativity play? I know the lines. Look, we bring you gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Huh? Am I higher? You can pay me in bread. Did you not get my writer? <laughs> it's like a big deal. No green M&Ms. <laughs> it, uh, so did that really uh, get you thinking, I want to be an actor? I mean, Complain I, wise man number three? It's, WM3? it's sort of like, you know, and again, like church, like a preacher is a performer too, right? So it's like he was on a stage. The pulpit yeah. is a stage. Yeah. So it's like, and he's communicating with an audience. That's sort of like the, the first. That's what I used to explain to my mom. This is all an act. <laughs> in a way it's yeah. just that your material is the same thing <laughs> yeah, every yeah. year you know every it's just year. like you know you guys read the bible yeah, that's, what, that's basically <laughs> hey you guys know how in the bible they say that's basically the setup of every joke for a preacher everybody just pretends that i did I, word for word every single word it's a big old book well it made me want to get on stage and and like have people listen to me you know mm. so it's the same sort of thing theater was like because i wanted to be funny i wanted to get on stage and have people listen to me uh, and theater looked like comedy to me because I'm like, people on the stage saying things, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So then I got deep into that, and then I ended up going to a performing arts high school in Las Vegas nice. where, you know, you go to high school and you try to be like the cool kids. It's just in my high school, cool kids were into musicals and plays, and I'm like, I got to learn all this stuff <laughs> so I can keep up with them in a freaking conversation. And then there was a lot of stuff that I found that I liked and a lot of stuff that I'm like, that sucks. Because again, theater like anything else like there's comedy that is like hack and it's just about making money or they're just hitting things that people recognize to be comedy and then they're yeah. the people who are trying to further it further the form and try to figure out what the hell the point of it is theater has the exact same things did you uh when you were getting active in theater and mm-hmm. starting out did you did you know you wanted to do stand up at the time yeah I did um, because I watched a lot of comedy on television. So I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I just didn't understand like a lot of people, I think that start doing stand up uh, that you have to just start doing it. Like I didn't understand that there was such a thing as an open mic. I just saw people on TV and I'm like, how are they making that up off the, wow, what? I have to get that funny to just, how do I, I didn't understand that you rehearse. Yeah. You get better like a play. So, like, when you were, uh, what would you say some of the strengths you took from theater that translates into your stand-up now? Because um, you, I could totally tell you're a theater dude. A theater dude, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Um, I just have, I have no problem being on stage. I have no yeah, problem fearless. Being, being seen. Yeah, there's a fearlessness to, I'm very comfortable being on a stage. And I think the thing about stand-up, you know, is it's a catch-all. So, people come from all walks of life. Some people mm-hmm. have performance experience, some people don't. And for a lot of people... Getting on stage is a big hurdle that they have to conquer at some point. People, they're like, ah, I got to tell these jokes, but I don't want to go on stage. And then eventually they do, and they have stage fright or whatever. 
And then sometimes that becomes part of their bit that they're awkward as hell on stage and they can, they can use that you know, yeah. to their advantage. So I don't feel that awkwardness on stage. I'm kind of totally comfortable up there. Okay. And so then it's just about getting the jokes right. <laughs> so uh, I do care about this. It obviously helps, but... Yeah. Enough of this. Let's get to the nitty gritty here. What's Tell the, me about the drama. <laughs> <laughs> give me what. That's one of the forms of theater. Good theater good, drama. There's shit. drama and there's comedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what do you what are you talking about? The drama. Like, okay, did you ever have any beef with anybody while you were all working on something? You're like, I hate that motherfucker, and then like you're on stage course, going, man. "You're my best friend." You know, like. Well, here's a here's a good example because like, all right, so there's a lot of different ideas about how to act. Because mm-hmm. what lo- are theater people really like behind the scenes? It depends know? where they came from. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Just like some people, it's just like you know, you if 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 someone's from the south, you might have a baseline of how you think they might be, mm-hmm. and some of those things will be true, and some of those things won't be true. But you don't know until you talk to that person. Yeah. So people come to do a play and some people trained in Russia, you know, and some people uh, trained with this teacher and some people are just naturals. So everyone's coming in there with all their different crap and all their different styles and trying to figure out something to do together. And sometimes that gets intense because everybody has ideas of how they think it should be. And then it's like, this motherfucker's doing it wrong over here. (laughs) He just thinks he needs to say the line. He's not looking at me when he says the line Uh and that, Especially I'm gonna tell him he's nice to me. Old school, like old school theater actors will sometimes, like if they don't like your performance, they won't say it to your face, mm-hmm. even though you're there. They'll look yeah. at the director and say, "Is he gonna say it that way?" That's like a big thing that they can do to like knock you down a peg, <laughs> to establish like you gonna say it like that. Is he gonna say it like that? That's yeah, probably. Is that you're gonna say it. Yeah, that's that's how I that's how I hear the character saying it. Hey, oh, you hear it wrong. Good fucking defense. <laughs> yeah, and some people do that. Then that becomes a fight, and it becomes two people hating each other. For that's six the way you months. did it at the audition, motherfucker. No, that's actually that's a big deal. Yeah, because some people will not quote unquote give you their performance. Yeah. in the rehearsal, and then they'll surprise you. I'm an and artist, and they'll do shit that you didn't know they were going to do. And there's an audience there, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" So some people He's making this about himself. Like, there's also a story about a woman who I'll remain, I'll, I'll leave nameless. She was on a TV show called A Different World, right? Oh, yeah, I remember that. She was World. doing a play in New York. She had to end up leaving the play because of uh, artistic differences between her and the lead. When really, that's what that was the press statement. Mm-hmm. Really, she was an alcoholic, and she was showing up drunk to performances and slurring her lines. She sounds awesome. And he was like, I can't work with the person who is, like, she's dr- she's clearly drunk. What a nerd. <laughs> she was bringing some edge to that. played a nerd on TV, that, too. Oh, that's the kind of spontaneity you want in theater, though. That's it depends, what you want to see. And that's, that's where people actor. get disagreements, where people yeah. go like, because if you think about, like, um, somebody like, like, some people, like, take all the drugs yeah. you know because they're trying to get to that i'm trying to get to the center of my soul bro and some people are like no i want to know exactly what lines are going to be said and where you're going to stand when you're doing it so i know what i'm going to stand and what i'm going to say <laughs> you'll hear it when it happens but <laughs> but when you have that exactly but when you have that difference of style that's when you get into like beef with people and yeah. the other thing that happens is sometimes you might be this is why movie stars will date each other because they're playing like romantic leads in a movie and then they think they actually like the person yeah because it's fucking confusing yeah sometimes because you're using all your real emotions to get somewhere and then there's a point where you think this is how i feel it's not just the character and then when the play is over you're like oh i don't fucking like this person (laughs) i remember (laughs) i'll uh, never see this person again fuck you you're going back to australia i don't (laughs) know you 
<laughs> I remember when I was 16, I did a repertoire theater in my hometown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for like a summer. Uh, Silver City? In Silver City, oh, New Mexico. Uh, home of the Mustangs. West, the home of Western New Mexico. Western New Mexico. Home of the Tangs. Of the, nice. of the, of the Tangs. Uh, <laughs> the Stangs. <laughs> uh, but like, I was in a play called Funny Mirrors. And there was oh, yeah. Like, uh, that play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was a scene where I didn't have lines for a long time, but I was supposed to be on stage getting bandaged in my arm. Um, and uh, I, so I didn't have lines for a while, and I just like, I just, uh, I, I just forgot what I was doing, mm, and then like on stage. Yeah, I just for I just like zoned out and <laughs> <laughs> like just thinking like oh, I'll I'll hear the line when it's my turn, and then I just hear this like I just get this like squeeze on my arm that it's like say your thing, and I think I ended up skipping like three or four lines because oh, I forgot where we were. What was your role? What was it? Oh, it was this guy, this kid named Kenny. He was where the like, hell's Kenny at? <laughs> well, I was him. on stage, like so they knew where I was at. I just like Kenny. It, why are you looking at me like that? You know, come on, Kenny, come on. Oh, <laughs> a lot of pressure. You're not my real dad. We're all waiting on you, Kenny. <laughs> That's always fun when people forget the fucking lines in the middle. Everybody of the tries show. to keep it together and shit. Yeah, because people try to like you know be like get the fuck. like they try to to yeah. not deviate, I guess, from the script, but try to get you to say your line. It's funnier when it's something that is noticeable, like Shakespeare. Like if someone forgets their line in Shakespeare, you're like, okay, oh, fuck. literally everyone uh, to be or oh shit, like, and then like line. everyone knows that. Everyone knows it's that. B. If you're going to see like Shakespeare too, everybody in the audience knows you fucked up because they love Absolutely. Shakespeare. When I was in a uh, high school, I was in two plays. One was Charlotte's Web, and I don't. I was a. Uh, the farmer, pig? the oh. older farmer okay. guy. Uh, I was. I, I. I tried for the pick. I was a third Glenn. alternate, uh, Glenn. But I was a character named Glenn that they I wrote in for me. I bet you would have played some pig. They would. They would. Well, he's saying that because mm. I obviously have put on some weight in the last eight years. No, I was making a reference to Charlotte's Rope, but continue. Oh, okay. Well, I lost three pounds this week, so suck it. And <laughs> I, uh, that's just from stress. That's just from stress. <laughs> but like, I. Uh, the, my my teacher, Miss Pringle, would always book me as like a dad or something because I'm like super tall and uh, I was 35 as a sophomore <laughs> but oh, like okay. a, and then I was in Henry and Ramona and I was a dad as, again that. yeah I, I can hardly remember it but I remember I just had a few scenes in it and when I came out on the, like the side stage during an actual play I uh, came out with my daughter to say something and then uh, the light was on us and after I was down my line I looked in the audience and saw my parents and I pointed at him and winked <laughs> <laughs> and, it, uh, and a few people laughed but uh, then I got in trouble for that shit like Miss Pringle was never the same to me I remember one time she like popped her top uh, I don't want to <laughs> no. I, I remember one time when we were doing the second play I don't remember forgot the order but we showed up and everybody was getting the set ready and all and I was unsure about my lines so I went and sat in the back and I was just reading my lines and this is like a teacher first time I've ever seen her lash out at me she, I had her for all four years of high school and she was always so nice but she was like Chris could you please help with the set and I was like oh okay and I got up and she goes it really pisses me off to see everybody working and you just sitting on your ass back there Ooh. I was like what the hell scarred me for life <laughs> I know you're still talking about it and I went to theater tech after that <laughs> what did you, what did you do with theater tech uh, well we helped build the stuff that they used in plays oh, so, so the back yeah just paint and construction uh, oh yeah it was in what we called the J hall it was like a separate building from the school so we used to just smoke weed and fucking do nothing all day it was nice oh, favorite class in high school that's where you learned your stuff yeah that's <laughs> when I 
pretended to smoke weed in high school. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it was great. Pretended. Who do you think is going to listen yeah. to this? It's being like, he smoked weed in high school. You you're acted. Right. I'm reporting this to the time police. I did get extremely high. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, that is my theater experience. But yeah, I do like uh, doing stand-up. And I, I started with improv and it kind of led into it. So it's all theater. Improv is a th- form of theater. Yeah. I, did you, I'm, I assume you did theater uh, or improv. I did do a little improv. Yeah. I studied with some some quote-unquote improv masters do you still do it time to time no because i i don't like i don't know i didn't study at like the ucb or any of those places Mm -hmm. and like that's the game in town in los angeles so it's like if you didn't go through their school they don't know that you exist why can't you just pretend you went but they forgot you uh that's true because they do forget everybody um but i also like like a like an improv troupe like a good one at least like they've been together for a long time like they have Mm -hmm. a good dynamic Mm -hmm. and so i don't know if i could ever just fit into that plus i'm rusty super rusty yeah (laughs) well um if you were what are your current do you still catch plays and i do i do i do see plays still it's for someone who hardly we don't follow theater. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you follow theater, AJ? I don't know. You follow all kinds um, of weird shit. No, nah, theater isn't one of them. A couple of dopes like us. If yeah. we were going to go just check something out. Hmm. Something easy on the brain and easy to understand. Well, Maybe a couple catchy tunes. It depends what you want. Like That is like... Musical theater is like the most corporate in a way that you can get. I'm against corporate. Because so. it's about... <laughs> What's well, some I'm good gonna, indie theater? What's the pavement of theater? Now, that's a whole different subject. Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of shit where, like a lot of Americans especially, because everyone thinks it's like, and there's a play, and there's lines, and I have to say it, and stand-up plays. But then there's also the forms of theater, like improv, where you're making it up on the spot, or you build it together into something crazy experimental, the kind of forms that get motherfuckers banned from countries. Whoa. See, that's the kind of shit I would watch. Yeah, there's a guy, his name's Augusto Bawal, right? He had a Name sounds dangerous. He's Yeah, he wrote a book called Theater of the Oppressed. That's the name of his book. Ooh. He was banned from Brazil, which is where he's from. What did he do that was so bannable? Well, what he did is he would tour around the country of Brazil going to these little communities, finding people who'd never done plays or acted, and essentially were in a situation in which they were being oppressed, right? Mm-hmm. So he was using it as a political piece of action okay. where he would get people's stories and then they would create a piece of theater together voicing their dismay with the government or whatever situation they were in, and the government thought the shit was too dangerous. He's he's telling people to think, and then they, they fucking banned him from the country. So they actually put on shows and people filled up the... Oh wow! Well, he also it wasn't necessarily always in a in a theater mm-hmm. because sometimes there are people who think that theater shouldn't be in the theater because when you sit there and you're in a seat and the lights go off, then you're like, "Ooh, I'm watching something." But they want it to be participatory. Uh-huh. Participatory. That's, <laughs> I, I, None of us know the real word, so you're fine. Site specific. That's another thing where you can do like we did the play in a fucking abandoned warehouse or like a subway station or shit like that. People do that, yeah. or they'll do like like a bar. And then people are around, like not knowing that a play is happening in front of them. Street theater, just watching guerrilla theater, watching the football game and shit. Just, yeah, you know, and a play cool. like a like that's what improv everywhere is. Remember those dudes? Yeah, yeah. That's basically experimental guerrilla theater. I did a thing in Dallas years ago where it was a take off your pants on the bus thing. Oh yeah, and we did, did that, that in New York too. I met a lot of my close friends that day. <laughs> was that? A, I think that was improv everywhere. I met and that's people a, I call so brother. I was a theater actor that day. Yeah. 
That's awesome. That was a play. <laughs> I was add that to my resume. We're all actors in a way. That's why I said, you know, yeah. like, because you you play the roles that you play. Man, we're not actors. I, I mean, mean, I'm real. I'm 100% real <laughs> all the time, 100% of the time. <laughs> That's all my emotional sounds for what you're saying. I, I fart in public. Not because yeah. I want to scare anyone out, because that's just me. Here's the question. Um, the way that you're talking to us right now, do you talk to your mom that way? Trick question. I don't even talk to my mom. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Mike drop. <laughs> Mike drop on the podcast never sounds right, though. Uh, no, seriously, I miss her every day. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Breaks my heart. <laughs> Is there ever a chance we're going to see... Uh, Baron Vaughn in theater anytime soon or I mean, going to jump back in? It, What's the last time you did it and when might you do it again? I mean, it's been a while. I, I I did some play festival. Oh, you know what I just did? Actually, this was crazy. Um, there's, this, there's this theater, I think it's called the Shakespeare Center in LA and they do this fundraiser every single year mm-hmm. because they basically like, basically like help people who are like homeless and shit and they like help them through plays and shit like Why? that. Because it, it, like, what it does is, what it can do, is help you have a voice. Help you be a person that feels you have a purpose or you can say something, you can stand up for Don't yourself. you feel like those people would be like, could you give me a place to stay? And they stuff? do. Oh, okay. It turns into that. Yeah, I think but it's But they like, have to act. It's essentially like a, yeah, you're like, <laughs> if you act, we'll give you a house. Uh, I'm um, nervous I'm and hungry. It, I'm saying it imperfectly. Like, I'm not exactly sure exactly how it works, what their, what their program is. But they do this fundraiser every single year, and it's a bunch of celebrities get together, and then they read the script and just go wild on the on a piece of Shakespeare. Oh, cool! So here's who I was on stage with. These are my I had th- two scenes, and I was on uh, on stage with Tom Hanks mm-hmm. and Martin Short. Wow! I don't know who any of those guys. That's who the fuck I was yeah, with. You said you had two lines. <laughs> I had two scenes. Oh, two scenes. Yeah, it was a, a, a taming of the shrew. Or, so, no, much ado about nothing. That was it. It's and a Christina long way Applegate was in it. Number three. It's it's yeah, long very way. long way. Uh, I had the least lines. Not really the least lines. There are people who didn't talk at all. But that was a, that's that's a, a play. But it's, Christina Applegate was in it. Christina too? Applegate was there. Yeah. Was Al Bundy in the audience? Uh, Patrick Warburton. You know Patrick Warburton uh-uh. is. Uh, do you watch Family Guy? Uh, I'm familiar with it. No. How about but... the Tick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He has that, that guy. real He's low voice. voice. Yeah. Yeah. He was in it. Well, that's great. That guy's <laughs> funny crazy. as hell. Yeah. Uh, but that uh, was a play. I mean, the whole point of it is that we only all met that day and rehearsed it that day. So it wasn't like we all knew exactly what was going to happen, which was part of the point is to kind of just play with it and see and just make shit up and keep, you know, try yeah. to tell the story, but then not take it too seriously. Because that's what happens with Shakespeare. People go like, oh, no, it's a research paper. <laughs> but like Shakespeare was subversive. Like yeah. he was, he was making it for the for the people. It wasn't about like everyone's going to be like he's so good at English like in a hundred years. It's like you know that's why I think Shakespeare gets it gets a bum rap because we get taught that it's supposed to be important and you're supposed mm-hmm. to know it. And I think that's the opposite of how it should be done. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm when in, you in, tell you tell people like this is important, and if you don't know this, you're stupid. It kills what things actually are. Yeah. That's too deep for me. <laughs> I lost you, but you see how much I care. I lost you at Christina Applegate. Um, <laughs> had, uh, that we kind of skipped over it, but was Al Bundy in the audience, aka Ed O'Neill? Uh, he wasn't. Now Ed O'Neill is someone I heard is a hell of an actor. There was what's that? Uh, have you seen Married with Children? Uh, yeah. Have you seen great. Dutch? He's great. Yeah, because movie's amazing. My co-star, my uh, TV brother, was the little boy in that. Really, Ethan Embry. Yeah, man, I was wondering what happened to that guy. Yeah, he's on. I great, only know him from Dutch. Grace and Frankie. <laughs> oh, oh, well. You never saw Empire Records or uh, that thing you do? Uh, yeah, I he's have. in those. Which one is he? 
in which one? <laughs> oh wait. Uh, in in that thing you do, yeah, he was, was the bass player that joined the oh, army. Oh wow, I just oh, didn't yeah. even not the bass player together. But, yeah. Oh, he was oh, the bass player joined the army. Yeah, Holy whatever happened shit. to that dude? There was a while that he was like kind of getting pushed as the leading man, and then we didn't really see him. Was he can hardly that. wait. Yeah. Yes, he was the lead guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the one the who wrote lead? the letter and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know he was the That's kid, the from, kid Dutch. from Dutch, dude. I guess I, I am a, a what's his name? No, Ethan Embry. I guess I am an Ethan Embry fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know it. I like all those things an that were named. I'm an Embryolic. An embry- I'm an embryo. I got <laughs> I got Embry envy. <laughs> Embryo's better. All right, I'll give you that one. What my zygotes? Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's... Uh, no, but seriously, though, just, yeah. I mean, Al Bundy was like a... <laughs> no, I'm just going to I heard, Bundy. what's that, you know, of Mice and Men with the whole, the guy who, you know that yeah. thing? And then there's the guy who um, doesn't know he's super strong and kills the rabbits. Yeah. So apparently Ed O'Neill played that role at Yale. Wow. And no people, kidding. and I've heard legends about how good he was in that play. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Great. Exactly, I, motherfucker. I, mean, I just know him as Al Bundy. And I, I'm I always like, like <laughs> excited to see him in things when he pops up because yeah. I'm like, can he shed Bundy? And I, he usually is pretty good in whatever I see him in. Can he shed Bundy? Have, you've seen Dutch, right? He, sh- he already yeah. shed Bundy. Like he was kind of a Bundy-esque guy. Well, here's two... Um, he was pretty clean in that movie. Here's yeah, two like was, theatery theater stories for you that I know about that are fun. Mm-hmm. So when I was in England, studied them, <laughs> don't mean to brag, um, there was some, we went to go see Hamlet or some shit, and then we had this teacher tell us uh, that, she's like, I'll tell you who the Hamlet of Hamlet of Hamlet's was, the best Hamlet I ever saw, mm-hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis. You brought him up earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's the thing about Daniel Wiseman Day-Lewis. number three. Wiseman number three. Daniel Day-Lewis likes shit to be super fucking real. He's so method that he gets scary. So he yeah. did Hamlet after his dad actually died, because he wanted to be able to use that. Right, Whoa. and apparently he came out one night to say his first speech, and either he thought he saw his dad in the audience, or there was a person that looked exactly like his dad. He stopped the play and said, "I am sorry, I can't do this," and then went and checked himself into a mental institution. Whoa. And then his understudy Whoa. finished the run, and his understudy became a huge actor, Ray Fiennes. Holy shit! Right, right? then Marlon Brando was a motherfucker. So apparently he was doing what's it called Streetcar Named Desire, which he did the movie of, right? And that guy that he plays Stanley is supposed to be rough and tumble, and he used to box with people. And there, I guess he did the play, and he was not in the play. He's never met this woman, so mm-hmm. in real life, he decided never to go to a rehearsal and never to talk to her. So that way, when it was on stage, that they were strangers, it was real. Whoa! But then he would also box with people because oh, he was—that's what the character was to be. And he boxed with some dude that broke his fucking nose. <laughs> oh my god! So he came out on stage with his nose bleeding and broken, and she's like, "What? The, oh my god! What?" Mm. Did the audience just start laughing. Really no, loud, no. The woman on? who he, who was playing—I think it was Jessica Tandy or somebody—was uh-huh. like, "What the hell happened?" Like she just <laughs> said that, and it was not in the play. But that's like he was—he liked to throw people off. Off wow. To get that reality, that's insane. That sounds like it'd be dangerous to do, right? In front exactly. of like a live audience, and exactly. that's what the audience is like aware of that, and they're no, they're not. Oh, okay, they don't fucking know anything, dude. They <laughs> bought a ticket <laughs> and they what showed the hell's up. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get out of here. They don't know anything. <laughs> it's just like you know, people come to stand up. They don't know that you wrote your jokes. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I would. I, that's what I would surmise if I went to a comedy show is that they wrote their jokes. Some people now know that, but some people yeah. are just kind of like... AJ knows that. Yeah. yeah he might, well, I mean, I, I get to be behind the scenes. I get to see these things. So, ah, yeah. Well, um, not everybody gets that. 
Pay no attention to the well, stuff's always fresh. What's going on? We got a call. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, so yeah. we we open the lines. We are live in a few counties. Uh, oh. This will usually air out every Friday, but yeah. there are a couple of cities that get it, and uh, we're going to take a call now. Um, caller, you're on the air. We have Baron Vaughn here. We're talking theater. What's up? Can you hear me? Uh, hey, Chris, it's me, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, hey. Uh, what's going on? Hey, what up? Uh, not not what, is AJ there? <laughs> he's just saying some wild stuff, man. Yeah, AJ, he's yeah. definitely here, as always. Hanging out, yeah. We also got Baron hey, Vaughn in the house. What up? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, Baron. Hey, hey Baron Vaughn. Uh, this is Ryan County. We've met maybe a couple times. Uh, I'm sure you remember it pretty vividly. I do. I actually have uh, a, I actually painted a portrait of it that I keep in my <laughs> in my house. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen your... I saw you on Graham. Uh, so... I, I just wanted to call in and kind of get your back and validate a lot of your opinions. Um, I'm, you know, stand-up is kind of like a this and that for me. Uh, but I'm actually a, you know, an actor. I graduated from Harvard with a uh, theater and a theater degree. Oh. And, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a professional theaterist. And, uh, you got to get Chris both. That's really amazing lot, that you got both. A lot of shit. Yeah. Huh? Say that again. Oh, I just, I'm sure Chris is talking a lot of shit about how it's fake and he hates fake things. What's he been saying? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, basically. <laughs> They're about. This is, your, this is your first time meeting Chris, huh? Yeah, guy's a real piece of work, Chris, the old dog. Ryan, what do you want to talk about? What are you calling into the <laughs> podcast? Well, I've got my uh, live uh, theater performance coming out on DVD and VHS <laughs> in a couple months. Mostly just some self-promotion here. Uh, well, I was hoping so, you'd bring some discussion uh, on theater to us, but well, go ahead. Yeah, you're on the phone. Plug it. Go. Oh, okay. I guess. Um, all right. So it's uh, Ryan County. Ryan County live at Marvin Garden, and uh, it's a three-hour theatrical performance by um, a man playing me. And <laughs> it's uh, I don't know this man. I haven't seen anything. It's part of the appeal. Um, it's very similar to Hamilton. In the, in the sense that, um, okay, let's just get to the real gist of it. Uh, let's talk about this Hamilton situation going on. Is that why Is that why we're all here? Yeah, we haven't touched on Hamilton at all yet. Yeah, but, uh, surprisingly. Yeah, surprisingly, but you, you have some uh, beef with Hamilton? Or? Yeah, it's a garbage play. I tried out as the lead role on Hamilton, and uh, <laughs> I didn't get it, and the cast was very aggressive. And they had a uh, very prepared speech uh, to to give me when I did not get it. And it was just a disaster. Do you know what uh, Hamilton is about? Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, it's about like a meat product, right? Hamilton Meats. And it's about the the rise and fall of Mr. Hamilton. I think... I think that's a different Hamilton. Yeah, you might have you might have been uh, might have been singing the wrong tunes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it is about the rise and, and fall of Hamilton. Hamilton, but... me the spam you spam me Hamilton me I'm Mr. Hamilton. I grew up poor. I made some meat. I sold that meat on Mr. Hamilton. I don't know that if he's one? making this song no, up if it's a real thing. Honestly, Ryan, uh, I gotta say, after hearing that, I I think I I disagree with the cast. Like it yeah. sings, it sounds like you nailed it. So I'm sorry that they didn't see what I see. He has a good voice. I will. I'll give him that. You can sing. Can you give us another song? Um. Yeah. Sure. I. I. You know. I feel like I'm getting a little 
smartassness from y'all, and I don't think you think uh, that no, I'm I actually think we're, we're supporting you. Actually, yeah, well, you're getting it. smartassness from Chris and AJ. I, however, am totes sincere. You can tell by the fact that I said totes. <laughs> that, is, that is the indicator. Uh, I'm a I'm a theater boy through and through. I'm wearing my theater boy outfit right now. I'll be honest with you. What is your theater boy outfit? What does that consist it's of? It's like a skater boy, but with dramatic. It's a, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll start from the ground down. I'm wearing a, the ground down. Kind of like, <laughs> you mean the I'll ground start up? From the ground. I'll start, I'm standing on my head. Uh, so uh, on my feet, on I got hands. I got me I got me a nice uh, kind of a gray pair of Vans with a white gum. Wearing some army green pants. Um, uh, on my torso, I got a plain white T-shirt covered up by a black hoodie. Uh, a couple white strings coming out of that little bad boy, and I'm wearing a uh, Newsies hat. Oh, that sounds more like a theater outfit than a theater <laughs> outfit. Theater. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, nailed the look. Right, well, I mean, you... it, it, it's no, uh, it's no striped, uh, striped shirt that I'm sure AJ's wearing. The, the swap. Whoa, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You called that to a fucking D. He's wearing a very striped shirt. Yeah, wow. Baron, what are you wearing? Me? You say Baron or Chris? Yeah. Baron. Here he Baron. knows what I'm wearing. Oh, me? Well, I'm just wearing some uh, white Vans and uh, green pants, and I got like a white t-shirt with a hoodie over it with some white strings hanging out of it, basically. Yeah. Okay. Also like yeah, a newsy hat. Kind and of. a newsy hat. He yeah. actually he is. I, I, no shit. Oh, no way. It's like you're in the room with us right now. It, it is no, insane. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, Chris. I appreciate you letting me call in. I'm sitting out in the car. I just needed to get away from my girlfriend for a minute, so this is nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know so, how I figure I was about to ask you where you are right now. Are no, you... I'm in the car. I mean, I'm sitting in the car with uh, I got I got it on in the hosing. But uh, we're getting a little off theater here. But uh, I don't know. It sounds like he's saying that his relationship is a hell of a performance, and he just feels like not being on stage right now. That, that's <laughs> oh that's a perfect way to save that. Yeah, <laughs> that was beautiful. Cut to the core. You are telling me. <laughs> <laughs> you are. T- are you? Uh, are you auditioning for anything? You? You were, weren't you at an audition just the other week? What was it? Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I was the Titan guy in. Um, you know, Titan Oil Company? Are you familiar? It's a Norwegian thing. Oh, I thought it was Tyson Meats. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he said Tyson. Yeah, well, they're they're branching out into Meats, and they. Uh, I actually <laughs> met the guy at my Hamilton audition, and he said Titan Oils is, is going to start uh, launch their Titan Meat brand. It's <laughs> oily meats. And um, waiting for that call back, but. Just waiting for that check. Titan Meats. Slippity slip. <laughs> meat is a slippery. Titan Meats. Yeah, that's that's, the, that's an actual song for that them. That sounds that sounds pretty crude. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you sound like you are having a time, dude. You are having a time. I don't know. So. I don't know about any uh, BP oil spills, but if you eat some uh, Titan meat, your BMs are going to be spilling out. Oh, <laughs> that's clever. All um, right, Ryan, I, I think that's enough of you. <laughs> I think you got to get back yeah, to your Chris, girlfriend already. What? BM's like for bowel movement? I I knew that. I know what a BM is. Chris, don't hang up, man. I'm lonely. All right. <laughs> he calls in every time to time, and it's hard. To, the hey, hardest Jay, part is up? getting him to get off hey, the Ryan. phone. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You been, cru- you been crushing any puss lately? <laughs> uh, that, that'll be for another episode. Oh, hey, AJ, I got to go. Sorry. Hey, no problem. You have a good one, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Ru- what? 
Have a good one. Just hang up on him. Just hang up. <laughs> Bye, Ryan. I just wanted to hear. No, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Don't. Don't. There we go. <laughs> Sounds like he hung That's up. That's Ryan. Uh, it did, but no, I hung up on his ass. Well, I think we learned a lot from that phone call. Yeah, yeah. We'll know that we're not going to let him call in anymore. Yeah. That's done. But that is impressive that he predicted your striped shirt situation. That is. And, and not just my out ensemble, but no. like, uh, Baron's as well. Yeah, you know. he uh, kind of... Didn't mean to, but he got Aaron's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Aaron, do you have a yeah. Vans on for real? No, I don't have Vans on. Oh, just uh, liar. That was the only liar on the podcast. Yeah. They're Van like. Van like from a distance, you would be like, "Those are Vans." Yeah, they're like they're, they're Van esque. Like Arizona's. Yeah. They're like of. Van Wilders. <laughs> he is wearing Jinkos as well. So that's twelve. Good lie about and my, that. I keep my Jinkos in my cross. Only in Austin. Clothes. Well, how else are you supposed to carry an entire uh, foot long sandwich in your pockets? Or an you iPad. Know? Or for an that iPad. Matter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we are going to wrap things up. Uh, Baron, we want to thank you for coming on the podcast, yeah. talking some theater and theater with us today. Yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and get a couple of plugs in. Of course, follow our podcast on Twitter at WSWC Podcast. We are at 39 followers. Of course, if you are the 40th follower, you get a fr- two free uh, yeah. Body Tape uh, International uh, t- T-shirts. One t-shirt and then one random. One body tape shirt and one random shirt. That could be anything. Uh, so if you are the 40th follower and you hear this, uh, claim your prize. Otherwise, we just will not. Uh, we're not going to just give it to you. Yeah. Because it could be a sex bot. And I don't know. Well, also, like, if you know somebody who needs shirts, just tell them all they have to do is subscribe. Or just follow us on Twitter. Or, yeah. And subscribe. Do you have yeah. a lot of striped shirts that you're trying to get rid of? This is the only striped shirt that I have. Oh, we have an overabundance yeah. of his shirts. We're trying to get rid of our producer, Ethan. Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right. You can follow Baron Vaughn on Twitter at Barvin Block. That's B-A-R-V as in Victor O-N-B-L-A-Q. Uh, you could catch Baron on MST3K. He's a new cast member on that. Yeah. So keep an eye on that. Congratulations. Thanks, sir. That is awesome. And uh, theater, having Baron Vaughn on here talk about it. Care meter, one through 10. AJ, what do you give it? One being you don't care at all, 10 being you care the most. I'm going to give this one a six. Six? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with a one. Uh, Baron, thanks for being yeah, on the podcast. Right. Fuck you. You guys have a great night. Great time. Thanks again. Bye, guys. International.